Bracken and Bell together. There's Cooper breaking through. A chance now. This will be the fourth ball for Aberdeen. Cooper puts it in with his mind. Well, suddenly it's become a rout. Of course, when things are going wrong against you, you don't get the breaks of the ball. Cooper in with Stewart. He didn't really know where the ball was, but he got the break. And as you say, it's a schoolboy's dream being able to take your time, knowing that really all you've got to do is crack it into the back of the net. Hello and welcome to the Here We Go podcast, a short one this evening. Looking back on the defeat, Todry to BK Hecken, and a little review of the Conference League group stages and the ties that have uh, been given us there. Uh, with me tonight, uh, and I need someone with me because I wasn't at Todry on Thursday night, but Martin Ingram was. I was Richard. Um, you know what? The I've I've had uh, the best part of twenty four hours to, to come to terms with the result. Um, uh, I'll happy happily fill you in on all the details to the best of my knowledge. But um, yeah, it was it was it was a it was a bit of a bittersweet situation where it was very frustrating not to get the result that I thought we could have got uh, last night, but. You know, once once you get over it, the, the the draw comes through. We we get to look forward to group stage football after all, and um, it certainly hasn't tempered my enthusiasm for the the fixtures to come. Yeah, I mean, we knew we had that consolation prize in the back pocket, but it was still a deeply disappointing evening. Um, I somehow was able to watch the BBC Scotland stream yesterday. I think my phone thought I was still in the UK, uh, despite the fact what I was actually doing was hanging out at the back of some of the minor courts at Flushing Meadow. So I was hearing balls stud into the uh, uh, back neck behind me as I uh, crouched in a bit of shades to watch uh, to watch the game. And um, didn't catch every single second of every single minute, but... What I will say is obviously we go behind to an absolute screamer, but I actually thought the response to going down was pretty good. I, I thought that the attitude from the team was, was really good for the majority of the game. I think it was really only after um, Hacken finally killed the tie off that the the wind was genuinely taken out of our sails. And, and obviously it probably helps that you have the memory of just seven days previously having come back from two goals down to salvage a result in in Gothenburg so um yeah it was it was disappointing because it was one of those uh starts to European night which is very familiar um when um the 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 sellout crowd is in uh everybody's in full voice you can sense the atmosphere the expectation of the crowd that something really significant would happen and you know Aberdeen came out in a way that I think a, a lot of people I mean 
after the event, think phrases such as tactically naive always kind of come out in the background. But I think deep down, it's an it's an approach that a lot of Aberdeen fans like would like to see is we basically do the the full bugles approach and uh, fully fully pressed our opponents, um, got in their faces, and um, we had we had a, a number of opportunities throughout the game. And you think if if we're just clinical enough to have got one of those opportunities first and got ourselves in front, you could have been looking at a completely different situation. But as you say, it was it was that man, Ibrahim Sadiq. What a player he is! I mean, I, I I don't know if he was as impressive when you saw him in Gothenburg, Richard, but um, I, I I don't think it's uh too much of a overstatement to say he he did appear a level above above any other player that was on the pitch that that day. The, the, I've seen I've seen a, a a lot of the kind of after after match kind of um, uh, criticisms of um, at, at the time in the first goal. I think we have seven or eight players that are all behind the ball and nobody's really pushing out to 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 stop it. But you're absolutely right. It's He's, 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 he's hit it from a good, it must be well, 25 yards out, and he's just hit it so sweetly across across the face of goal, nestled, nestles into the, the net. Um, but, you know, I think the way that Aberdeen are approaching a number of these games are we're, we're starting out so offensively that even if you do lose a goal, it doesn't necessarily change our approach to the game because it just means we're, we're, we're I mean, you know, you could argue at the end of the day we needed a goal to 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 win the tie anyway, um, when it was nil nil. So in that regard, the approach didn't really change, and um, we we just kept kept going at them. It it it, it certainly changed the approach in the hacking game, which 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 you know we can maybe have a think about whether that was in our favour or if or if it ultimately ended up in their favour. They very quickly after the goal set up an approach of we are. We are going to stall for. Th- it sounds crazy from with seventy five minutes left to go in the game, but they they were they were slowing the pace down and they were very very deliberately trying to uh, uh, eke out that kind of advantage. And in that regard, as you say, were were they approaching this game in a in a in a more savvy manner than we were? I think arguably you could probably say they could they they, they were, but even then, they they remained so open and we remain so open and i mentioned this in the first uh in, in the podcast seven weeks ago i can't remember over two legs a, a european fixture where two teams played so openly and there were so many chances from from, from for, for both sets of teams and it, it was 3-1 at the end of the day but it could have easily been 6-5 yeah we certainly did squander some chances and, and a few of those fell at 1-0 down and it's all a case of ifs and might have beens but uh, you, you do feel that getting back on terms would have made a huge difference to the overall momentum in that time of all trajectory of things because it's obviously a stunning opening goal um, but the opening 30-35 minutes they didn't really carve us open certainly with the regularity that they were doing in the second half towards the end um, the second goal through it, it, it it's a real killer blow or we we thought it was a killer blow at the time to be fair the side do then get back into it uh, definite question marks here yes we want to be we want to have a sort of an aggressive press on the opposition but this felt like 
we should have been back in a decent shape because we were out of possession. We weren't really pressing. We weren't. We, it was. It was neither. You know what I mean? It was. It was neither a heavy press. None of the uh, players had had any opposition player in their face. They were able to stroke it about fairly comfortably in our half, and the amount of space that um, Sadiq gets for the finish. Definite question marks, I think, over um, right wing back Shaden Morris. Um, was that a selection that you think backfired a little bit? Uh, absolutely. It was the the one name on the team sheet that I found really surprising. And I, I think I know the thinking that Barry Robson must have had behind that is that I think he was well aware that essentially he he and again we've we've come to it beforehand he, he, he's he's not sacrificing the way he wants to play for the opposition a lot of the time um and he really did a lot of the times just leave his back three against their front three and and hoped that we would be able to uh weather the storm in the situations where they had possession but i think the one the one mitigation, and, and I know that a lot of people were criticising, part of the, the criticism of Shaden Morris's involvement was his lack of awareness or, you know, uh, ability to kind of come back and help in defence, but I think I think it was actually with that in mind that Robson made that change, because I think he was acutely aware that um, if he had went with a back three, so I think what most people were assuming was that Nicky Devlin was going to go back to the, the right wing back slot and, slot and then it would be uh, Rubicic and, and, and Angus McDonald in the centre half pairing with um, maybe a bit of surprise that Jensen was given the, the start in that regard, but either Jensen or McKenzie in the left back or the left centre half side. But I think he was incredibly wary about the fact that the combination of uh, Rubicic and, and McDonald would have been very short of pace against this particular front three, and particularly if Sadiq ever drifted to, to the left. And again, we'll, we'll, we'll. We'll, we'll come to the end result of where that can where that can go with the penalty for the third goal but um I, th I think the idea was actually with defense in mind is that Nicky Devlin I think he probably felt was a more mobile defender in that back three to, to counter some of the threat that they had coming forward um and in fairness to Shaden Morris I mean in, in in some of the earlier phases in the play um when we were getting forward you know he really he really was you know playing almost as fully as a as a right winger at times um he was very much up on uh their their left back was it Friedrichsen or Fried Johnson um because I, th I think that is one of the areas that we maybe felt we we could have a bit of joy I, I can't remember if we mentioned beforehand but they had one of their players Christopher Lund um who was their original left back he actually got sold just before the 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 two-legged tie with ourselves so they were already down to a a second left back and in actual fact he ended up um, getting injured in a in a in a head clash with Shaden Morris um, in the second half and had to go off. So they were actually operating with nominally a third choice left back by the end of that. So I think there was some thinking that when we were in possession and going forward, there was an opportunity to have some joy down that left hand flank. And and there were a few times where Morris was able to get the get the better of the of the left back and and generate some chances. So you know it's all it's all after after the event where where. We know what the outcome is. We know how many chances we were giving to the other side. But, you know, it's that kind of classic on another day. And it really is on another day. If we are getting, if we get the, the breakthrough before they get the breakthrough, then we might have been looking at a completely different outcome. But I think 
really the 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 the, the, the main aspect other 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 than you know if, if we're going to take the approach of being pressing that fully forward and, and, and going forward then I think we re- we recognize that that leaves inherent risks and and you may well argue that with some of the quality in their team they may well have got some goals regardless but but I honestly think there was some thinking that you know if we if we carry a, a bit of luck and with the amount of opportunities we were generating then we would have we, we would have maybe been looking at a different scoreline. I mean, obviously the, the the perfect example was the the Duke opportunity in the first half, one on one with the goalkeeper, a, a Duke who was maybe I think there is some discussion with regards to whether he's actually fully fit or not, but he's certainly obviously not not in in the same vein of form or having the same kind of confidence he did at the tail end of last season. So maybe a a, a fitter or more on form Duke takes takes advantage of that and we're, we're at one one at, at that point and then obviously later on in the second half Bjovski in, a, in exactly the same kind of scenario through put through one-on-one with the goalkeeper everybody was expecting that he was going to score I'm, I'm standing at the far end of the south stand and myself and a number of other people we actually started celebrating because we assumed he just put it in the back of the net but then suddenly it became the realization that that it hadn't went in. I, I have heard. I haven't seen. I haven't actually seen the highlights. I've only. It was only there at the time. I have heard some people say that he was actually he was actually flagged for offside. But then, as we all know, that doesn't necessarily mean he was definitely offside. It may well have been something that could have been turned over by VAR. But yeah, just a, 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 a overall a really frustrating experience because I think most people, while while I think most people are accepting that Hacking were probably the better of the two teams over the two leg. There were, there were just so many opportunities you can look back on. Thinking again about the right-hand side of our defence, um, one of the summer incomings, Ordadia, hasn't made a single minute yet. Um, are, you, are you surprised that we're still trying to put round pegs into square holes with the likes of Shade Morris at right wing back when you, you do have a right-sided uh, defender that's bought for that purpose? Yes, very surprised. And... More so because it is somebody who we've actually proactively brought to the club through the recruitment process. So it's 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 one thing if there are players who were already at the club who have fallen out of favour and haven't managed to impress over the preseason. But it is slightly more worrying if this is somebody that our recruitment team is scoped as. Because again, I am I am assuming um, everybody knew fine well coming into the new season that this is the the system and the shape that Barry Robson prefers to play in. I am assuming that the recruitment team are then being given the remit of going out to find players best suited to play in in that system, um, and to have uh, a player in Ordadia who's been identified through that system. And, and again, I think you are right. I think he hasn't played a single minute of competitive football so far. For for the for Aberdeen, that that has to be a concern because you know if 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 not now then 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 when, um, but yeah I think there you know I, I again I was saying beforehand I think there was some kind of method behind what seemed to be badness and that I think, um, uh, having Nicky Devlin in that I mean he's he's obviously played a lot of the season so far in that position and I think he was maybe seen as the more a more a more mobile defender in that position, whereas I, I genuinely think that with the left back situation that uh, or left side of defence situation that uh, Hacking had, and again also suppose conscious that their their defender Johan Hammer wasn't available in this game. I I think there was an aspect that um, we felt Hacking were a team that could have been got at, and I don't think it was anything from Thursday night that 
that would have dissuaded me of the notion that they were there to be got at. I mean, we we, we could have had a few goals in, in the game, but my my word, it was uh, uh, anxiety-inducing experience any time uh, hacking were coming forward. Um, it looked like we were at sixes and sevens almost all the time. And again, I, I w- wouldn't, wouldn't just throw that on the back three as well. I think the other aspect that has been reflected upon um after after the game is the the complete lack of any hold that we were able to have in in in, in midfield um uh we have a, a couple of really good creative players obviously in, in Leighton Clarks and then you know Jamie McGrath getting his opportunity a bit further forward but um a lot of people commenting that there was a, a Ramadani sized hole in the middle of the park that we were we were potentially missing and um, again, Graham Shinney is as valuable and as vitally as as a leader on on and 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 uh, you know a, f- a figure in the middle of the park. Um, there were a few times again where I felt um, he 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 looked off the pace both figuratively and literally, and I think we're asking him to carry a lot of the responsibility later on in the season if that's the way we're going to be playing, unless we are bringing somebody in and and as we're speaking right now i mean we're, we're virtually at the close of the 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 window and i don't i don't know whether there's I'm, I'm i'm monitoring on twitter just in case there's some very late news in relation to that but but yeah i think there's um it was a, it was a good learning experience in that regard in relation to some of the areas that maybe we'll still need attended to if not by the end of tonight then maybe maybe come the winter yeah, if the response to going a goal down in the first half had been positive, the second half was pretty wild, and there just wasn't that concerted control of the match, which I think we did have to some degree, even though we were behind in that first half, uh, and it became much more ragged, much more frazzled, and as a result, Heckham were able to, they had a, a good few opportunities. Yes, we had the, the. Um, opportunity where again two one-on-ones missed in the night and you can't really do that if it if it was offside and so be it but uh, glaring opportunities but uh, in terms of the balance of play second half pecking were getting more and more opportunities and eventually they got a var awarded penalty kick any uh, i know you've only seen it live you said you haven't seen the highlights um I I can certainly understand in both cases, both our penalty and their penalty, why the referee waved away the shouts originally. Yeah, I think I think it could have only been from the vantage point that he had behind behind the the, the play, as it were. But from my vantage point, I I I was very much right along at the 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 red shed end of the south stand. If that makes sense, I I had a pretty good view of it at the time and um i don't think i need to see the 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 footage afterwards we 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 were all convinced it was a penalty at the time that it happened and again just uh rubisic i mean give him a bit of credit he did really well maybe a minute earlier where where it looked like sadiq had the beating of nikki devlin and he to his credit tracked back and and gave him some help but at this point with him being one-on-one and Sadiq had got past him. He basically, you know, to be fair, he probably didn't really have an all of a choice because again, the, the the players beat him at that point. You either let him go one on one with the goalkeeper, and 
I think there's a good chance he would have scored in any event, but he's 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 made a lunge trying to get the ball, and for me, I think he's clearly got the player in the process of trying to get to the ball. So we were actually we were actually I mean when 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 the referee blew up, I mean I just accepted it was going to be a penalty, and it was absolutely relieved at the time to then see that he was actually uh, uh, waving it off and, and booking Sadiq for diving. Um, but as 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 they waited and they were going to, I mean, basically when when they went off to um, when he went when the referee went off to check for uh, whether it was actually a penalty or not, I I pretty much had accepted it was going to get reversed at that point. And as you say, at that at that point, three three one up with ten minutes to go, I think it was effectively over at that stage. But you know, there were there were moments where it could have been killed off before that. Um, Sadiq again. It looked like he was going to kill it off to three one with with uh, a shot that rattled off kind of the, the top side of the post before that and then and then much earlier on the effort that should have put them three nil up early in the second half. I mean, I'm thinking we've we've seen some absolutely horrific misses at Pitodri in the past. The the Miles Story and Josh Parker incidents are two that immediately spring to mind, but this will have to go down as one of the contenders for worst miss ever at Pataudry. Um It was Le- Le- Leilani, wasn't it? It was the guy that um, he's, he's just been yeah. queued the ball yep. up. He is... I, I, he couldn't have been more than four metres, four or five metres away from goal, from my recollection. It probably is a bit further back than that in reality, but a completely open goal. The goalkeeper's been played out of it, and he's absolutely ballooned it over the crossbar. So, you know, that's what I'm saying. In... in, in, in in retrospect, we, we we did generate, and I, and again, I think we should take a lot of positives in that we did generate an awful lot of opportunities against the Swedish league champions. I think that you know that is quite impressive. And in terms of you know the way that you would want your team to play and the type of football that you would like to witness, um, sadly we're not neutrals in this. But if you were a neutral, I'm sure you'd have absolutely enjoyed it. It was a fantastic two and fourth game of football and you're absolutely right right Richard Wilds was the adjective to throw at that, that second half but you know I'm sure it would be it would have been incredibly entertaining for any any neutrals that are watching on TV but yeah you have, you have to be worried one about the uh the execution of some of those opportunities you've 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 got to be taking those opportunities when they're coming in front of you but 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 also I'm I'm not sure if we would be able to get away with that level of cavalierness to our play when you're getting into the group stages. Um, I think potentially all of the teams in that group. I, I'll, I'll, I'll we'll, we'll come to that. But um, all of the teams that were playing that group would arguably be a better teams than 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 Hacking are. So uh, uh, I think we will need to hope that. Uh, Barry Robson and, and the, the coaching team have learned some lessons from that and, and, and put them into practice pretty quickly. Yeah, as much as we can sit here and say, oh, Sadiq was the difference between the teams and clearly he was a, an enormous talent and we curse the fact that uh, Alkmaar allowed him to play in that game on Thursday night, I think. Um, again, I, I, I thought similar to the first game, overall they were so much more comfortable on the ball so much more adept at finding space and being able to take the ball in tight situations being able to work the ball whereas yeah we we were just at times just that little bit too frantic and 
I, I can't imagine up against, say, an Eintracht Frankfurt, and obviously we'll come to talk about the group stages, um, or indeed uh, a PAOK, that we will be quite so ambitious because I, cause I think there will be a recognition that there's a golfing quality there. Whereas, yeah, I think rightly probably the team identified that Hecken's weakness is at the back, so you want to pressure them at the back. And to a degree, it definitely worked. But uh, but yeah, a disappointing evening, disappointing. We've made a habit of this lately, haven't we, actually, Martin? There's been a couple of ties lately where there's been quite a lot of expectation and it's just fallen a little bit flat. I'm thinking about, obviously, um, the... Again, the rematches, it, it tends to be that when we, generally speaking, we play these teams for, and it goes back all the way to Sion. We play these teams for a second time and, and uh, the, the opposition are the ones who have made made the strides. Um, but if we go back to, to the rematch with Rijeka, um, they came here and they controlled that tie. If we talk about the game with Carabag, that was similar as well. And again, last night, just really falling short. However, we do still have group stage football to look forward to. And the draw was made today, which um, put us up against, well, it put us up against one of the favourites for the entire competition, um, Eintracht Frankfurt of Germany. Um, that in itself is uh, is a really enticing draw side it would be very much at home in the Europa League it's a, it's also an opportunity for the Dons fans to get to a Bundesliga stadium and enjoy the German football culture over there as one of their away trips <clears throat> um, the other side uh, we have the fairly familiar name of PAOK because they're familiar because they've just knocked hearts out very comprehensively it has to be said although it was a fairly tight home leg which should hopefully give us a little bit of belief that we can do something at Pitodre. And then, as a third seed, I, I think we have an opportunity here. HJK Helsinki um, from Finland. Uh, how do you how do you rate the draw from two aspects? Obviously, from a um, playing side of things, and also from um, an away trip basis. Well, it's interesting because there's always been the two schools of thought in this isn't there do you want do you want the group that throws up the most um uh intriguing ties and uh, the 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 best potential away destinations or, or are you wanting something that gives you a, a slightly better chance of progressing in into the next round um i'm relatively happy with that as a group to be honest i think you know there there could have been either better or worse, depending on what your overall view is in relation to that. I mean, again, it, it might have been another set of attractive uh, ties to go against, but the of the groups that we could have got into, because I think I'm right in saying that there were there were the, the groups A to, to D were, were, were ones that we wouldn't have been able to go into due to the television arrangements with a certain other Scottish team being in the Europa League. Um, but the, the one that had... Uh, AZ Altmar, Aston Villa, and Legia Warsaw. I thought, oh my God, that would have been absolutely brutal. It's not. It's not a lot less brutal what we've actually got. I mean, Eintracht Frankfurt are, you know, two two seasons off having won the Europa League, so I think they will be. I mean, from from what I hear, um, I was I was trying to take stock of some of the some of the comments from Derek Ray after the game. Obviously, a 
uh, a good Aberdeen man who's been on this podcast before, but obviously as knowledgeable person about Bundesliga football as virtually anybody. Um, and he's talking about them as being a team that's in more of a transition period right now. But I think we have to take that with a, a bit of a pinch of salt, obviously, because being a, a team in transition, and but still being in the kind of top echelons of the Bundesliga is a, is a, is a, a different kettle of fish. But, um, you know, in that regard, I think the way you would probably see the group panning out is um, I, I think we'd do incredibly well to get any kind of result off of them uh i i have a, I, have a, I have a greek friend so he would always say with the football teams it's you don't you don't it's not the acronyms it's pauk it's not P-A-O-K, it's pauk so against pauk um we've already seen what they did to to hearts over two legs but i get the feeling that i mean hearts hearts got in front early against them in the first leg and you know, it might be naive, and it might be especially naive after those uh, calamitous home matches that you've already detailed in recent history. But I still, I still hang to the the the, the thought that at home we we would have a chance to be able to potentially get a result off of some of these teams. Yeah, and and their hearts. So. <laughs> uh, and then yeah, you're you're right. Um, Helsinki is probably the the game and don't get me wrong they'll be, they'll be looking at this uh, completely the same way that they'll be looking at having us in their group and thinking that's the team that you could potentially get if you get you know either full points or at least four out of six points in relation to that maybe get a home win over Pauk and then and then maybe again I we, we'll, we'll, we'll need to see how the the fixtures line out but I think you might be envisaging a scenario maybe very similar to what we had in the 2007 UEFA Cup where um you, you get in the stage where there's maybe, I, I, you know, obviously three, three out of five teams advanced that round. So I don't think we could get away with being quite as poor in terms of point point tallies as we were that time round. But you'd maybe hope that, you know, the the the, the better team in the group, Frankfurt, basically blitzes everybody. Um, the 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 other three teams kind of battle points out of each other, and then ideally you're probably then wanting Frankfurt, a fully qualified Frankfurt, for our final game of the group stages and then maybe Pauk has to go to Helsinki and, and, and have to win in order to go through something like that. I'd be, I'd be absolutely delighted if we were in a situation that we, we get to groups, group stage uh, round six and we still have anything to play for. But, um, you know, I think from that perspective, I'm, I'm quite happy with the draw. It's, it's, there's, there's, there's hard teams in that in terms of the two teams we'd likely have to get in front of in order to be able to, qualify in 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 any way um and again qualification it's only the top team out of the four that immediately qualifies for the last 16 so the the team that comes second we still have to have a a knockout round against the team that uh came third in the the europa league group stages but i think even that's quite a, a hopeful shout given the evidence that we have in front of us so right now i think i'm just looking at um three three absolutely fine destinations for an away trip uh for for anyone that's going to be able to get the opportunity to get over there um reasonably good fixtures again nine track frankfurt tie i think will be absolutely fantastic can can you confirm whether there's still such a thing as a direct direct flights from aberdeen to frankfurt anymore um because if there is that would be obviously a, a, a boon in and of itself but again uh no, the uh, Lufthansa flight stopped a while back, unfortunately. Yeah. But you can get Edinburgh direct, and you can get—I uh, think you can also get Glasgow direct. So, so there are options, uh, definitely, or 
go via Amsterdam or London or whatever. So, but I, I can certainly say that while I haven't been to Frankfurt for a game, I was in Berlin a number of years ago for a game that involved Eintracht Frankfurt and uh, the that, that was her Bundesliga game. The atmosphere was absolutely fantastic, and the Frankfurt support was amazing. Um, incredibly friendly. We met up with some of them in in Berlin the night beforehand. They they were offering to swap shirts with us when they learned where, that we were from Aberdeen. And uh, uh, I think there will be given 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 their given their recent history of who who they ousted in the Europa League final. I think there there might be the potential for a a, a little bit of. Uh, friendliness between the groups as well um so so i think i think all in all it might be a a, a really enjoyable trip for anyone that's earmarked that one in particular in the calendar but i think it'll be very i think it'll be very similar to our the experience of those of us that enjoyed munich 16 years ago 15 16 years ago um it will be an incredibly enjoyable experience a very very good time and i, and I, I expect we will likely get pumped by multiple goals on the day Oh, I, I don't doubt that last part of the sentence in particular. Um, but uh, I, I, I think we probably understand that that's going to be the case against the top seeds in either of the competitions we could have ended up on. Um, but yeah, Frankfurt's a really enticing prospect. Um, Thessalonica as well is... Um, I, I think that's going to be a bit like Athens in 2007. It will be a really reward those of uh, those of us that do make it out there whereas Helsinki is um beautiful city and um brilliant for me because I do regret not exploring that a bit further when we went to Finland a few years ago uh so it, it's hopefully brilliant for me because um back, back in my university days I have a friend who lives in Helsinki and um I haven't done it yet but I I, I will be meaning to give him a wee Facebook <laughs> message very shortly and saying long time no see how are you would you <laughs> Would you like a visit at some point in the near future? That um, so yeah, um, uh, I get. Well, you 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 know my uh, affinity for all things Scandinavian, and I would certainly stretch that as far as Finland. So um, uh, I've already had a discussion with the wife this afternoon that should the opportunity arise. Might, might we have a, a trip out there? Unfortunately, it's also the one that's probably going to be one of the harder ones to get a ticket to. I had a, had a, had a wee bit of a recce on that one. So I think that's uh, not quite as not quite as tight for a com- for accommodation as as uh, uh, Hecken were, but I think ten thousand seater stadium there. So I think the yeah, is but a, I mean it depends a, on the what the segregation setups are like inside the ground. I mean, people have been caught in the sort of 5% UEFA figure, but that doesn't necessarily apply. Also, you've got to factor in how likely the home support to want to turn out, quite frankly, to watch, you know, you expect the name of Aberdeen has travelled far and wide and the good citizens of Frankfurt and Helsinki will be desperate, clamouring for a ticket to see the mighty dons, but in reality, it might not be that way. So, um, yeah, Possibility, obviously, that um, we might get uh, some very tight ticket allocations, but I, I, I don't think that will be the case. I would think there would be enough to go around in most cases, but I'd, if people are going to prioritise one, it's going to be Frankfurt, really, isn't it? Um, as we sit here, we kind of expected the fixtures to come out a little bit earlier this evening, but they're not with us quite yet. Uh, I know a lot of us are uh, probably constantly refreshing hoping to um, get those flights booked as soon as possible. Um, so I also think, by the way, that, I, that there probably aren't worse places to go on holiday at that time of year than 
Thessaloniki either. So you know, I don't I don't think there's a terrible destination amongst the three of them, is there? They're all very appealing, um, unquestionably, and um, yeah, it's. I think you probably want them ordered in a way that you you, you maybe grease later in the year for a little bit of summer sunshine, but but who cares? Quite frankly, if it's uh, Helsinki in December, I'll be there. So um, there we go. That was last night. Disappointing at the time, but we've got European group stage football to look ahead to, and um, we will enjoy that when the time comes. Um, briefly on Sunday. We've, we've got Hibs team who are in that traditional Hibs state of flux uh, because they're managerless. Again, Lee Johnson losing his job last weekend. Um, it's time to get our league campaign up and running, isn't it? It's um, It's been on the back burner as we focused on these uh, playoff ties against Hecken, but uh, still without a win. Yeah, and, you know, it's probably quite timely to be getting back to league business at this point because for for all of the excitement of uh, being able to look forward to group stage football in Europe for the first time in, uh, well, a generation really, depending on how you bracket that, um, the only reason you get there is on the basis of um, your your league performance. So um, right now we've done... uh, spectacularly well to get into Europe on on the basis of a very, very uh, strong late showing last season, but I I wouldn't want us to be using that as the the template going forward of, you know, throwing yourself in an absolutely massive hole that's so bad you have to sack your manager by January and then suddenly miraculously resurrecting your form in time to sneak third place with a game to go. I don't think that's necessarily the way we want to be um, going. Um, And it's a it's it's an absolutely massive game for us. We need to be able to demonstrate that we can bounce back from what would have clearly been a deflating and disappointing result for the players, you know, what will have only been by that point less than three days beforehand. But um, there shouldn't be any excuses in relation to this one. Hibs are in an absolutely array at the moment. They, they had European football last night as well, albeit probably in a different kind of mind mindset from from where we were. I, I did note that it was uh, one or two players from the Hib side that didn't take part last night. Pro, you know, in the in in the full knowledge that that wasn't uh, 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 an outcome they were going to overturn in aggregate, um, to put it generously. Um, but I suppose the only thing is, is that everybody's kind of. Fear, fearful of the new manager bounce, but until such time as they get a new manager to bounce from, I think they're incredibly vulnerable. So we really, really need to be taking advantage of that. Um, a fortunate point at Paisley last Sunday means that we uh, limited some of the damage that we, we could have done to ourselves already in, in, in not being too far adrift from the rest of the teams in the league. But you, you can't be allowing that to happen much longer. Um, and I would I would like to see us go and get a really decisive result against a, a Hibs team, which again, it's it's still in disarray at the moment. And, uh, um, you know, any, any, any other result. And I know it sounds mad to say this, but I actually genuinely think Barry Robson might start getting under some serious pressure at that point if we still haven't won a league game in four matches. Um, that's starting to get worrying. 
All right then, um, we'll be back after Sunday's game to talk through that and hope that we have got a league win in the bag. Uh, and I think, I believe, I'm right in saying there's a little bit of an international break after that so we can all catch our breath after what's been a, a very whirlwind start to the season. Um, so, thanks for listening. Until next time, come on you Eds.